0: This Saturday betting pick show for the MLB gambling podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is back with their Circus Survivor and Circa Millions contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at circusports.com. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, July the 7th, currently 5.04 on the East Coast, here to get into our lock, dog, and total for the Saturday games, and we'll also be talking about the NL East Division updates. Uh, Maybe not much to talk about there, but hey, we're going (laughs) to discuss it here, Uh, and joining me help me break it all down you guys know him as a voice on the nba gambling podcast and here on the mlb gambling podcast it's delante smith lante how you feeling my man
1: yeah man pretty good uh we got a scorcher over here in uh, on the east coast i know it's really hot where you are but yeah, yeah man uh enjoying the inside um and some baseball coming up a good series coming up so uh looking forward to that this weekend right before the all-star break yeah man
0: um all-star break Right around the corner last weekend of uh series before we do get into the all-star break. Uh the home run derby is on Monday. And then of course the uh all-star game is gonna be on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I believe games will reconvene on Thursday, if I'm not yep, mistaken. Thursday. Yeah. Yep, Thursday. So yeah, a little break uh for us, but hey, we're still gonna be grinding out pods. Uh we'll we'll do the home run derby uh pod maybe Sunday night. Um, and then we'll maybe do some second half futures updates and Teams to bet on, maybe teams to fade as we get into the second half of the season for this year in MLB. Um, you guys know how we do it here on Fridays. It's how we're going to be our a shortened episode, Lock Dog in total for the Saturday games. And like I mentioned, we'll talk about the NL East as well. So, um, Lance, let's just dive right into it, man. Let's get into our picks for the Saturday games. Sure. And then we'll transition over to the NL East division. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Usual suspects in there, TV, DBJ, Kaysen, um, Randy. Appreciate you guys tapping in with us, as y'all usually do. Uh, Alonso, let's start off with our total, man. Why don't we go there first, and then we'll work our way with the dog and then the lock. What do you got for your total for the Saturday games? Yes,
1: yeah, so I'm going to go with a, a total that I think is a, a little bit too low. Um, I understand why it's that way because of um, the picture that's going. But I'm going with Atlanta, Tampa. I'm going over to eight and a half. Um, it seems like a relatively short number just due to the offensive success that both teams um, have had. Now, granted, Stride is on the mound, so that might be um, why it shaded, you know, a little bit down. Otherwise, it would probably be around the nine, nine and a half mark. But, I mean, Tampa is 30 and 15 to the over at home. Atlanta has been, you know, an over team all year, uh, 47 and 36 on the, um, on the year to the over. Tampa struggled offensively, but I mean, three of the last five games have went over and the totals have been around, around this number. I mean, eight and a half, nine. Um, we had a couple of eights, but they, they went over a couple of those numbers. And I mean, Bradley, you know, he's not been good lately. He's 11 11 combined earned runs in the last two starts. So I think both offenses could have some success. Now Strider may get through maybe only allowing one or two, but I think both of these offenses are just too good to only be at eight and a half. I would much rather it be, uh, Well, I would make it probably around like nine and a half, thinking that both teams have the ability to get to five runs um, pretty much easily against any pitcher. So I like the over eight and a half here um, in Houston. I mean, in Atlanta, Tampa Bay.
0: I have the same uh, game and same pick as well. I want as, as a uh, two So I look at the Braves team total to go over in this game. You're probably going to get that number around five and a half. If you get a four and a half, I'm going to be uh, probably putting two units on that, but um, yeah, I was going to give out two picks here, and I for the exact same reasons of what you mentioned here on the, in this game is number one, I'll start with Spencer Strider on the season, and his starts the over is 12 and five when he's on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. He's also getting the run support in his starts where the Braves are averaging around close to six and a half runs per game um, when Strider is on the mound, and like the Rangers, the Braves um, are killing every pitcher they face, man. I mean, we saw with Yuri Perez, who's just av- having an absolute fantastic season before he ran into these Atlanta Braves offense, and they absolutely ab- obliterated him in that first inning. Um, I think this was our last week, I believe, uh, when he faced them. But um, on the road thus far this season, the Braves are also averaging 5.6 runs per game uh, on the road. And you mentioned it about uh, Todd Bradley, who's getting the start here for the Rays, who's been struggling over his last five games for the Tampa Bay Rays. Last five games, one and two with an 8.02 ERA. And at home uh, in Tropicana Field, uh, despite having a three and two, a winning record, he does have a 5.70 ERA. In his last five starts, the uh, four out of those five starts for Todd Bradley, have seen a combined uh, final score of at least nine runs or more. So 80% clip over his last five games. And you mentioned the status. Well, that really stuck out to me. The Rays, second best team towards the over at home this season at 30, 16, and one which is right around 65.2% this season. So um, I had two picks for this game. If you want to take the full game over, uh it gives me even more confidence that uh, Lante's on it as well. I we also did like the Braves team told to go over in this game as well. So uh, double, I guess we could say uh, double best bet on the total for <laughs> right. uh, Saturday games here. Yeah, uh, Lante, before we get over to the uh, our dog picks for the Saturday games, uh, let me tell everyone about the best and biggest contests during the NFL season. And you're only going to find that over at Circus Sports. Circus Millions and Circus Survivor are back. 14 million. That's right. I said 14 million in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Number one, the first contest, Circus Millions, you make five NFL picks against the spread each week. Each pick you get correct, you get a point, and you try to get up the leaderboard. And Circus Survivor as well, you just pick a different money line winner each week. Only caveat is if you haven't played survivor, once you pick a team for any given week, you cannot pick that same team again for the rent of this, uh, for the rest of the season. It's exclusively only in Vegas over at Circus Sportsbook, but you can play from anywhere. I uh, must have a proxy. If you are out of state out of Nevada um, and again, sports gaming podcast, Sean and Ryan, I know some of the guys are going to be out there the last weekend in August uh, for circus sports weekend um, over at circus sports uh Sportsbook. So again, if you need more details and you want to get into the contest, just go to circusports.com for all the details. Again, that's com uh, for all the details for these upcoming contests. All right, Latte, let's get into our dog picks for the Saturday games, man. What do you got?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, Cleveland, minus one and a half, uh, plus 117. If you shop around, Mike can get plus 120 um, or so. But anything above 110, I'm fine with. Singer on the road has not been good. He's slated. Th- he's a uh, slated starter um, for this matchup. He's allowed four plus in three of his last four road games. Um, he did pitch well a few weeks back against Cleveland, but that was at home. Um, and again, his struggles on the road um, speak for themselves. I like Gavin Williams. Um, he pitched a gem against Kansas City in that same exact game. He went two. Sco- he went seven scoreless, uh, only allowed one one hit. Roughed up by Atlanta, but again, how much do you hold at- against him for? Um, being roughed up by Atlanta is only his second start, if I'm not mistaken, followed by uh, he allowed four to Oakland, which was his debut. So, I mean, not not great about it. I'm not excited about that. But I think against this lineup, pretty weak. I think he can have some success. Um, he's got his confidence after, you know, pitching no seven scoreless against him uh, a few weeks back. Uh Cleveland, 22 and 21 on the run line. Uh not attractive, well, not as attractive as you would like it, but they are 45-42 on the season on the run line. They've also covered uh two of the last three and outscored Kansas City 25 to 7 in the last four matchups. So I'm looking for uh somewhat of what we have seen last night, a six to one, if I'm not mistaken, was the final. Maybe we get a you know, a five to two type of game. Uh, a lot of low scoring, but I think Cleveland can uh come in, get their back. Bats have been really good lately. Um, Kansas City is always the right time to fade them. So I like Cleveland, minus the 1.5. Anything over 110, uh, right now I see plus 117, plus 120 range. So I think that's good up until, um, down until 110, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, the will start with the Cleveland bats here. I mean, you mentioned it. They have been better at least over the last two weeks. I know they're still a little bit below league average. Um, but when we talk about this Cleveland offense, it's, it's, it's a yearly thing for them that, they're just not very good. I mean, they just don't have the batters in that lineup. And I would love to see this Cleveland team spend money on the offensive side of the baseball and their and their uh, everyday lineup because they do have a lot of talent uh, on their pitching staff uh, and they have a great manager as well, Terry Francona, who I think personally I believe he's a easily a top five manager in the entire MLB. Um, so you know we would like to see some uh, support there for Jose Ramirez in that lineup. I know Stephen Kwan uh, had a good start last season for this Cleveland Guardian team, but I kind of want to see more. Um, from this front office spend some money on this offense because, again, like I mentioned, the potential is there. But you mentioned it, Brady Singer on the road this season. 7.03 ERA. Um, He's allowed at least four earned runs in, let's see, four out of the six games on the road thus far this season for the Kansas City Royals. Um, So no argument for me, man. This Guardians team has had a really good record against this uh, Kansas City Royals team. And I, I faded this Royals team on the run line the other night with the Twins taking them. And they got the victory easily 5-1 to one against the uh, Kansas City Royals. So, um, yeah, definitely I will co-sign this with you. Uh, all right. For my dog pick of the day, um, there's two ways I would have gone with this. You don't see any first five lines yet. Do you, uh, Lante?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. Even um, though the pitchers in the lines are listed, they don't have first fives yeah. on a lot of these games. Uh, okay, so that led me to
0: then take. Um, I'm gonna go with the Yankees on the run line against the Cubs tomorrow. I have Garrett Ho- Garrett oh, Garrett uh, Garrett Cole. <laughs> I was looking at Brian uh, Brian Woo's uh, numbers as well, but Garrett Cole. Yankees burned me on the last pot I was on against the Orioles, where they lost like 14 to one. But I think this is more of a fade of uh, Drew Smiley here. I know he got off to a really good start for, uh, during the regular season earlier this year for the Cubbies, but as of late, has not been uh, very good. Uh, you take a look at his numbers over his last five games. He's 2-2 two and two with a 6.29 ERA. Uh, he's allowed 17 earned runs in just 24 and one-third innings pitch. He does have a good record on the road, but again, if you take a look at some of the opponents that he has faced, at least over the last couple of weeks on the road, it's been Milwaukee. Um, he gave up three earned runs in three and two-thirds innings to the Milwaukee Brewers on the road. Did face the Pirates. We know the Pirates have really regressed over the past couple weeks here in the past month of June as well. They face the Angels at the beginning of, of June as well, who so, who have really been inconsistent, and haven't been really good against the left handed pitching. But now you're going up with the Yankees um, again. I know they got they got their brains the brains beat out by the Orioles, but I trust Garrett Cole in this spot, and he's been really good thus far this season. I mean, his name is always in that conversation for Cy Young, but at home thus far this year, he's five and one with a two point eight two ERA. He's only allowed 21 earned runs and 67 innings pitched uh, at home thus far this season. He did, uh, did he's has, I know the offense is a concern here, but I believe that, you know, you take a look at at least for the last two weeks against left-handed pitching in particular, the Yankees are in top of, uh, the league in a lot of those statistical offensive categories. So I'm gonna start here. WRC plus, uh, Yankees over the last two weeks, number six, and they have 143 plate appearances in the last two weeks against left-handed pitching so it's it's a it's a pretty good sample in my eyes team batting average at number six as well at 296 slugging percentage they are at number five at 512 ops 864 at number six so they're top six top five in most of the offensive categories that i like looking at when we're talking about against left-handed pitching so i think this is a good spot here you have the best pitcher on the on the mound for the uh, new york yankees minus one and a half plus 110 for me Uh, I'm going to take the Yankees here. Hopefully they don't burn me again. This is the last time I'm given the opportunity here. uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, man, uh, I like the Yankees a lot in this, um, in this matchup. I think you mentioned it with all the the left-handed stuff. That's what I had in my notes also, as far as how good they've been against left-handed pitchers and even against righties, they've been pretty good. Also, the offense has picked up a little bit. I mean, they, you know, they got buried against um, Baltimore, but one that's a one game, small sample size, but over the past few weeks, they've hit a whole lot better, um, since Judge had been out. So I think it's similar to what Houston's done with um, Jordan. They kind of got adjusted, uh, got into a good rhythm. Those guys were uh, getting more comfortable in their spaces without Judge. And I think this has been beneficial for them. Uh, I mean, Garrett Cole ha- has been lights out. And ironically, well, surprisingly, I mean, it's a lot of pressure on him. Like yeah. with, uh, with Severino not being anywhere close to what we're used to him being. Um, you know, Rodon's getting back now. But Cortez has been out. So like when he goes out, he has to win. I mean, you can paid that much money. They're expecting you to win or compete every single time you get up. And that's a lot of pressure, especially with the offense not playing up to the standards as if they would be um, with Judge in the lineup. So, yeah, man, I'm with you on that. I, I like them all series long against the Cardinals. Um, also, well, I mean, not against the Cardinals, against the, uh, the Cubs. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, um, I was just kind of looking at his numbers against the Cubs. I know the lineup is completely different, but he hasn't faced the Cubs since uh, the 2019 season, so a lot can't uh, take a lot away from that um, for the uh, history. At least I can say again with Garrett Cole against the uh, yep. Chicago Cubs. But yep. in his career, just for reference, uh, he is 10 and three with a 2.53 ERA in 15 appearances against the Cubs. But again, like I mentioned, it's a completely different lineup, so that 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 is just is really irre- irrelevant. When we talk about these historical stats. Uh, all right, Lante, before we get over to our locks uh, for the uh, Saturday schedule, uh, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Uh, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, and Best Ball Mania 4 is here. If you're a best ball uh, draft type of guy, I know there's a lot of us out there in the uh, SGPN community. You guys need to check out Underdog Fantasy. They're giving away $15 million in prizes uh, for this upcoming season. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. If you're a player prop player like myself and Lante, uh, they have a lot of soft lines. Don't don't say I mentioned that. But again, you guys need to make sure to get over there. Take advantage of it. There's so many different ways to win over on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many different states. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and make sure to use promo code SGPN. You get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com using promo code SGPN. And All right, Lante. Let's get into our locks for the Saturday schedules, and yes, then sir. we'll uh, transition over to some NLE stock, man. What do you got for your lock for the week?
1: Okay, yeah, man. Like we, I was just mentioning the team that I'm going to go with for my lock, and that's Houston uh, for similar reasons as to what you were saying about the Yankees. Um, I think the bats have picked up, and I mean, I, ne- I think you know firsthand from um, being locked in on the team more than what you know, an average fan like myself would would be um, being your hometown team. They've won eight of the last ten uh offensively, man. They've looked like light years better since when you were done went out. They've had five plus earned runs in three of the five three of the last five games. And Valdez, man, I'm a big fan of Valdez. He's performed a lot better than what his record indicates. I mean I know the record's not great, but he's been good, especially at home. Two earned runs are less than five of his last six home starts. He usually pitches into the sixth inning. So he should have some success against the Seattle team. That's bottom seven in strikeouts. They swing at a lot of bad stuff and also something to monitor. Seattle won the last three um, against Houston. So this should be a good spot for a good revenge spot for Houston, um, especially with Valdez on the mound. Man, I, I think Valdez at minus 140 is, is cheap. And I know Wu hasn't been, he hasn't been bad, but again, I mean the way Houston's hitting the ball right now at home, Valdez on the mound, I think 140 is cheap, man. I think it's really, really cheap.
0: This was the pick I was looking at as well, and only because, and it's not my log, I do have a different play, but I I got 100% back you up on this. Remember, Valdez has had a lot of success against the Mariners in his career. This dates back to the 2018 season. He also did have two starts against the Mariners last season, but in nine appearances against the Mariners since 2018, he's a perfect 5-0 with a 1.94 ERA, 53 strikeouts in that span. Um, and he's had at least let's say seven strikeouts in three of the last four starts against the Seattle Mariners. He did have two starts last season against the Mariners, and like you mentioned, he's gone at least six innings in let's see here one, two, three, four, five straight starts against the Mariners. Um, and I was looking at their how they've done. I know earlier this season they weren't doing very good against left-handed pitching, uh, but they are up up to uh, number let's see number eight as far as going up against left-handed pitching but i think that frember valdez just has the uh, mariners number or he's had maybe has the lineup kind of figured out for this mariners team but you mentioned about this lineup as well i know they're dealing with a lot of injuries they just put jose altuve on the il for a 10-day il that may just be that because the all-star break is around the corner you always start seeing randomly these some of these star important players ending up on the il for like 10 to 15 days just to kind of give them some extra rest but you mentioned even without Jordan Alvarez, without Jose Altuve, these other guys in the lineup have really stepped up for the Astros. Um, and it's just scary to think that when those two guys are going to be healthy, they are in this lineup, how deadly this uh, lineup is, it can be. And we've seen this team for the last several seasons be at the top in a lot of the offensive categories as far as you know, either home runs or runs scored per game. Um, but got to give a lot of credit to Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, uh, Jeremy Pena. Uh, those guys in the lineup, even guys like Mauricio Dubon, um, Chaz McCormick has come on. He has some clutch hits for the Astros in this game uh, against the Rangers. Um, so this lineup is deep. I know they're, like you mentioned, they're missing their top two guys, but I, I really do have faith in uh, Ferenberg to continuous success against the Mariners. So, man, I definitely will co-sign that with you. I wouldn't, sp- I wouldn't mind sprinkling on that run line as well. I mean, that's a nice plus 155 price uh, as it stands right now on the yeah, Astros absolutely. run
1: line. Yep, absolutely.
0: All right, so for my lock for the Saturday games, I'm going to go with the other Texas team, Lante. I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers, minus one and a half against um, they are facing the Washington Nationals.
1: Um, yeah, that was another one I had. <laughs> so yeah. yeah,
0: so Jake Irvin uh, gets the start here for the Nationals, um, and he's struggled in Nationals Park in D.C., where he is 0-4 with a 5.15 ERA. Also, the Nationals are 1-7 straight up and 2-6 and against the run line in Irvin's home starts this season. Um, so he, he hasn't been very... I know he's had a couple of good uh, starts over his last uh, couple games there, but they've been the weaker offenses. Meanwhile, Andrew Haney, he's getting the start here for the Rangers, left-handed pitcher. And on the road, despite having a 2-2 two and two record, Lanta, he has a 2.55 ERA with a 0.93 whip. And it's six road starts. The Rangers are four and two on the run line at minus one and a half. I also have again. We talked about how great the Braves' offense is. We talked about how great the Astros' offense is as well. Rangers arguably are number one, if not number two, uh, right behind the Braves as far as uh, offense this season, and they, they can put up runs in a, a plenty. So. Um, I I have the better pitcher on the mound. I, I definitely have the better offense on the mound. And even if, let's just say, Andrew Haney gives up a couple earned runs early, this offense is going to get all nine at-bats. Being on the road, you get nine innings here. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Rangers offense gets here in the range of seven plus runs here. So I, I could foresee a seven two six three type of final here. I definitely do think they cover the run line here. That price right now is at minus uh, 115 on the minus one and a half for the Rangers. So I'm going to take the Rangers' run line minus 115 with Andrew Haney on the mound and Jake Irvin for the Nationals. Here, Lante,
1: Yeah, man, I I always fade Jake (laughs) Irvin. I mean, it's just been profitable on the year. And Washington at home, you mentioned it, not good at all. They don't have any home field advantage. Texas has an ability to be able to stretch out against bad teams. Um, I don't have the number in front of me, but I think i seen it on, like, um, MLB tonight. They were talking about how good Texas is against bad teams or, um, I guess, losing teams. Uh, and, and they mashed the ball completely against those guys. Uh, so, yeah, man, that was one of my other picks. I like Haney. I mean, he's been he's been good. You went You off the numbers. Um, I wish he was like that when he was with the Yankees. But that's for another time. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I co-sign that. Texas is a good link. I would link them and uh, Houston up in a parlay. Actually, that's what I'm going to do um, for one of my uh, personal bits. Texas two step. I like it, man. Here we go.
0: Uh, all right. So that's our lock dog in total we'll recap our picks at the end of the show um just so if you guys maybe fast forward or, or didn't catch them all of them but we'll recap it at the end of the show so we'll spend a little bit of time here maybe i don't know how long this conversation will be but as part of our futures friday um episodes and i think it's right fitting that we're getting this uh last division in before the all-star break and that is the nl east division right now um lante yep. take a look at the standings right now for this division and. That's just, I mean, we can already put a, a stamp on that. Probably the Atlanta Braves have oh, run yeah. away with this division. Oh, yeah. uh, so they are sitting in the top spot at 58 and 28. They have an eight and a half game lead or the second place team, another 51 team. here. probably the most surprising team in the Miami Marlins, followed by the Phillies uh, at 47 and 39, 11 games back. The New York Mets, uh, probably the most disappointing team this, uh, thus far this season at 41 and 46. They have won five games in a row, so maybe there's a little bit of hope, uh, at least for maybe a playoff push, but we'll see. There are 17 and a half games back in the team that we just discussed, the Washington National, the lowly 35 and 53. Uh, the Nat- sorry, the Braves have a league-best run dif- oh, Sorry, a second-best, uh, no, third-best, actually, uh, run differential at plus 147. They are third right behind the Texas Rangers, who are number one the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 149. So that may just change this weekend oh, yeah. for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, yeah. They become the second best team as far as a run differential go. But uh, as far as the division odds right now, uh, Lante, they will kind of go team by team here. Um, I don't think there's any value here when the, currently the Atlanta Braves are a minus
1: 4,000.
0: Uh, <laughs> to win this division. Uh, Phillies mm-hmm. are at 30 to one. Marlins are at 40 to one. Mets at 201, and then the Washington Nationals at 801. Uh, we'll get into some make-and-miss playoffs for, maybe some, for some of the other teams in this division, but let's just kind of go uh, from top to bottom here, Lante. Atlanta Braves, man, I mean, I'll let you lead it off here, but this team has been an absolute wagon for betters uh, this season, whether it's been on their team totals or it's been on the run line here, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, obviously, there's no value on Atlanta. But, I mean, they're just going to get, like, even more stronger. I, I think Max and uh, Kyle Wright are scheduled to come back after the All-Star break. I that's Max, scary. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So, my, Max was uh, – I think one of them was on assignment, and the other had just started throwing. I, I get them mixed up as to which one is, is which. But they're both on pace to come back, um, and they probably should be back by the All-Star break. And, I mean, they're rolling with the guys that they have. Um, they got those young guys, Elder – and um i'm blanking on the other guy's name uh the other pitcher the young guy that they had um, strider no not strider the other guy they had elder and it was another guy that they were pitching um uh, i can't remember his name let me but see if i can find it either way i mean they they have time to basically ease those other two guys in i mean they those were aces on their team like so they can ease them back in and don't have to come in and have high expectations so that's even more scary for them i mean the lineup is not lineup they're I mean, they hit Michael Harris at nine. That's just, that's all you need to know. (laughs) The reigning reigning rookie of the year. He's in the ninth hole. And I mean, one through nine, man, they're just a joy to watch. And uh, since in North Carolina, we don't have a uh, baseball team, obviously. So we get a chance. I get a chance to watch every Braves game. So, man, it's fun to watch. And. I mean, their value's gone out of them. I mean, anything. I wouldn't bet them to, you know, win the World Series or anything. I mean, wait for them to go on like a slide if, if you think that's possible if and trying yeah. to <laughs> Yeah, but no value on on them right now, man. It's just it's just not it's just not there. They're just too good. And I mean they got those guys coming back. And I mean they don't they're one of the only teams that I don't know if they have a weakness right now.
0: Yeah, I I so quickly on their uh, on their pitching rotation. Uh so Max Fried is the one that's uh gonna start a rehab assignment on okay. um on Sunday, actually. Okay. And then Kyle Wright, I am seeing that he sh- I think I
1: said uh, he was doing, he was able to start throwing.
0: Yeah, so he's gonna start throwing. Uh but again, like you mentioned, like there's no rush for him to even come back with how well this I mean this uh offense and even the pitching has been for the atlanta braves um they're just so deep at every position man it's just crazy to think i mean even maybe the one weakness maybe the bullpen but even then i, yeah, I just maybe. don't know yeah. i think that, yeah i think that might be the only area of weakness for this atlanta braves team and again if they think that's one of the areas where they are struggling they're not going to be afraid to go out and make a move uh to uh, you know bolster that bullpen but right now like we talked about it they are the odds-on favorite to win the world series um, they're now over on DraftKings, they are plus uh, 330 to win the World Series, and they are the favorite to win the National League at plus 160. So not a lot of holes in this team. Um, I mean, they've just been an absolute monster just covering run lines, team totals, whether it's been first five team totals, if you've been betting those, or full game team totals. Uh, this team has just been an absolute wagon. And they're again, they're well managed as well. So we'll see if they do make any bullpen moves uh, when the trade yeah. deadline does come up. Um, and again, we're like you mentioned, Alante, that um, they're waiting for those two guys to come back for uh, this pitching
1: rotation, Max Fried and Kyle Wright. Uh, anything to add for the Atlanta Braves? Nah, it was um, the pitcher I was talking about. I mean, he's not he's not young, but uh, he was in a, he was in the 18 draft. But um, Kobe uh, Allard, Kobe Allard. Yeah, yeah, he can come in and spell them and give them a couple of starts. Uh, I think he pitched five in a no decision um, a, a few nights ago. So, yeah, he was the other guy I was thinking of.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, So let's get over to the next team. I think this team uh, maybe for some had been a little bit surprising uh, coming into this season, and that is the Miami Marlins. And I know a lot of us did take the over on their win total uh, for this season, but they're currently sitting in second place in the NL East division, 51 and 38, um, another team that – has fifty plus wins thus far on this season, and they've really been sneaky. I, I really like the moves that they made in the offseason to really bolster the uh, the uh, batting lineup. Uh, for them to get Luis Ariz uh, from the Minnesota Twins, mm-hmm. uh, that's just been an absolute monster move, especially at that top of the lineup where this guy can definitely bat four hundred for you at the top of that lineup. But and, Lance, if I told you that the reigning MVP or sorry, the reigning Cy Young winner was having this type of season. I think we all would have thought that Miami Marlins would have probably been at the bottom of this division uh, with the Washington Nationals, but what have you kind of seen from this Marlins team thus far this season? Has kind of led to their success at fifty-one and thirty-eight.
1: Man, I think that um, yeah, but you're right though. If if you said Sandy would be playing like this, I yeah. probably he'd probably be getting um, sent down with Manoa uh, if he didn't <laughs> win Cy Young. But uh, but yeah, I think the the success has come from the pitching. I mean, since he's been down, those other guys yeah. have stepped up and been really good. Um, I think you were talking about Perez earlier. Um, really good. And, I mean, Jazz has been in and out of the lineup. I think he's back on the IL right now, right?
0: I think it's a 10-day IL for him. And then I saw a note this morning, if I'm not mistaken, that they they, they designated Yuri Perez for assignment. Did they? I think I saw a note for that. Let me double check that while you. uh, Yeah. Why? Why is? Yeah. I I
1: don't get that. But I think I think that I think the um their success is come from the pitching. It's come from the pitching, and they're being really good at home. I think they're uh maybe like twelve or thirteen games over five hundred at home, which is really good. And especially down in that um, neck of the woods, as far as being in Miami, where baseball is is really big at. So I think the pitching is why they've been. Why they've had much success. And like you said, I like the top of that lineup. I might need to see them get maybe one more bat on the back end of that lineup. Yeah. So just, just to secure and give them some protection uh, at the end of that lineup. But outside of that, man, they've been really surprised. And I think it starts with the pitching. And, I mean, Jazz being a big part of the lineup, I mean, he's been in and out of it. If he can get in there and stay healthy and be consistent, he adds a little bit more pop in the lineup, especially um, on defense um, in center field. So I think along with the pitching, just them playing as well as they played at home, in stretches and they'd be good teams, um, while they did while, uh, while doing this. So, um, I mean, imagine they're going to get Sandy. If he can just be, you know, just a little bit better, they're going to be, yeah, just, yeah, we,
0: yeah. It's not even him having to be like Cy young form, just, right, just right. be a little bit better than he had been. Yeah. Just don't just yeah.
1: give up, just give up two or three instead of giving up five or six and yeah. they, they'll be fine. Um, they, they can win any type of game. I mean, we saw them score double digit runs on, um, on St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a few nights ago, back to back, so the power is there. I mean, they're not going to do that consistently. They're not a high-scoring, high-powered offense consistently, but yeah. they put the ball in play. You mentioned uh, Louisa Rice. I think he's – man, he's hitting everything. So yeah. that's a good start. I mean, you got a leadoff batter who's probably going to get on base like four times out of ten. So, yeah, I mean, I think that adds confidence to it along with that pitching. And uh big surprise for me, but I think that's the the main thing is the pitching – uh, outside of Sandy being just extremely, extremely good um, in the first half.
0: Yeah, I think that the the getting another power bat is probably what they need to do because yeah. they only have one player uh, or one batter in their lineup right now that has double-digit home runs, and that's Jorge Soler yep. at 22 home runs. Uh, the next closest guy are, are Jazz uh, Chisholm, like you mentioned, or Jazz uh, uh, Jazz Chisholm. And then Brian De La Cruz, uh, both have nine home runs. Uh, I'm sorry, Greg Cooper also has 11 home runs. So two guys right now that are in double digits for as far as home runs. But yeah, definitely can see the potential with this team. I mean, again, 51 and 38, especially in the NL East division. Uh, you got to give credit uh, to this team and also the um, the manager there. Yuri Perez did get options to the minors. I'm probably going to get some more details on why that happened. But um, yeah, like you mentioned, the pitching, Jesus Lazardo seven five on the season, 3.32 ERA Sandy has a 4.93 ERA. He's only at three and seven, but uh, this pitching staff has been absolutely fantastic for this Miami Marlins team. Um, getting over to the next team in this division, the Phillies, they kind of turned it around over here um, over the past month or so um, where they started to actually get on some winning streak and uh, racking up the wins here. Um, but they're sitting at 47 and 39 coming off a world series run last year that fell short to the Houston Astros. Um, I felt like the two pitchers that were going to be taxed were going to be Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola for this team because they were they were their one two punch in their uh, playoff run last year. Um, I know Bryce Harper they um, didn't they didn't have Bryce Harper at the start of the season, but he's back in the lineup as well. Uh, Kyle Schwarber has been hitting bombs. Um, as but for me, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what have you kind of seen from this Phillies team? They're currently sitting at forty seven and thirty nine.
1: Yeah, so I like the trajectory of them. I mean, they've won, uh, what, 15 straight road games? Any team that can win that amount of road games against quality competition, I think, is is going to upside. I just, I mean, me personally, I don't like the pitching, man. I, I don't, I mean, Wheeler and, and Nola are okay, but you kind of got, I think they got to kind of go and get, you know, an arm or two. If you could exchange like the, the Marlins lineup with the, like, some of the, top end on the Marlins um, rotation to Philly, I think they would probably be in the driver's seat right there with um, Atlanta because their bats are are really good. But it's just their pitching, I, I just don't like. I don't know uh, how you feel about that, but I'm not the biggest fan um, of their pitching, which is why um, I think they've struggled early on. And now they're getting in the groove. Um, offensively, they've been really, really uh, performing well. Um, like I said, they went on the road. Um, but I have no problem with them offensively. It's just the pitching that I, I just have a question. I mean, that I have like a questionable tag on. I'm not sure how you feel about that though.
0: Yeah. I mean, give, uh, give Philly credit, man. They went into Tampa and swept them this earlier yeah, this yeah. week. Um, and they held that offense only six total runs, um, in that game. But yeah, again, there's a lot of, uh, um, talent on the offensive side. I mean, when we, yeah, when you talk about trade Turner and Bryce Harper in your lineup, we know Nick Castellanos is more consistent than not. Kyle Schorber can hit those home runs. Does not a guy that hits for average, but he's a guy that can absolutely rip the cover off of the ball when he does make contact. And you're right that the pitching is the concern for this team because inconsistency is the word that comes to mind for me when we talk yep. about this pitching. Because you have two stud pitchers on this on the in this pitching rotation in in Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. At any given season, they are you know they're in that Cy Young conversation or they're at least up there in the odds to win the NL uh, Cy Young uh, every single year. It, it's really that back end of that rotation that kind of makes you nervous. I know Ranger Suarez has been pitching well as well. Yep. Taiwan Walker, again, those two guys are really inconsistent. So for you're right that if, if Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler both have ERAs right now of above four, um, and again, that may have a lot to do with the, the amount of innings that they did pitch last season uh, just because of their playoff run into the World Series. Uh but I think they do need another a, another top pitcher in there right behind maybe Aaron Nola and Zach yeah. Wheeler. Maybe another a like, number number 2 type of pitcher there. I think there Aaron, Aaron Nola are one Nola and Wheeler are probably one a one I um, like Beaver going there. Yeah, that, I mean Beaver's going to be a hot uh is going to be a hot commodity. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh this upcoming trade deadline for a lot of these contending teams. So I mean, we talked about, you know, teams like the Astros who do need uh, pitching. Um the Rangers you could throw into that conversation as well. Yep. So he's going to be out commodity. I think that he, you're right. This could be a great fit for the Phillies, uh, adding Shane Bieber into their rotation uh, for this upcoming season. So uh, we'll get to some make and miss playoff odds. Um, uh, when we get to the next two teams here, um, the New York Mets, where do we start here, man? I mean, they spent an incredible amount of money, uh this offseason to try pr- trying to put together this roster. So currently they are 41 and 46, 17 and a half games behind the division leader in the Atlanta Braves. They have a run differential of plus one. Now give them credit, Lante. They've won five in a row here.
1: Yeah, they've looked better.
0: Yeah. But again with all the hype that came in with this team, you had a reigning Cy Young a AL Cy Young winner Justin Verlander coming into your rotation. I mean, with the incredible season that he did have last year with the Houston Astros, you know that there was going to be some type of regression coming for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's been really good at city Field. At home, he's been absolutely fantastic. We saw Max Scherzer, uh, you know, between suspensions and IL stinks this upcoming season or this earlier this season. Um, he's been good at city Field as well. But again, when you have these two older pitchers on your roster and as you kind of progress through the season and those innings add up, when you it, again, it doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs. But even if they did, I'm not sure I would trust Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer just because of the tax. that might be on their arms during the regular season and being that of age. And again, offensively, it's it's they have a guys that can hit for power. But if you look at some of these batting averages, man, yeah. it is
1: <laughs> it's home run it, or strikeout.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's either it's either it's feast for family, man. It's either yeah. that you're you're they're hitting the ball over the over the wall. Or they're striking out, man. But they they really don't have pl- or batters in this lineup that hit for average. I know they have Brandon Nimmo, guys like that. But yeah, I like Nimmo. I mean, Lindor, Pete Alonzo, yeah, um, Starling Marte. I mean, Starling Marte strikes out at a very high rate. Man. <laughs>
1: yeah, he does. He does.
0: Oh, talk to me about this Mets team, man. I mean, what 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 is? Do you think they need to blow it up? Do you, um, you think is going to happen?
1: Well, how many games are they back from the uh, from the play from the playoffs? Or from the so
0: wild let's look at the wild card here.
1: Because that's what match. I want to focus on. Because we know they're not winning. They're not winning the division. They can't. They can't that. Like, yeah.
0: So it's three spots that get um, the yeah three wild card. So right now the Phillies are in that third spot at forty seven and thirty nine, mm-hmm. and I think they are now six and a half games back of the Phillies for that wild card spot.
1: And who's in front of the Phillies? Um, so in front
0: of the Phillies, we have the San Francisco Giants. Oh, I'm sorry. In front of the Phillies or behind the Phillies?
1: Behind the Phillies, I'm sorry. Who's behind? The uh, so it's uh,
0: Giants, Brewers, and then the Mets, and, oh, the, okay. and then the Padres are also tied with the Mets as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to just bet on the upside and that they're going to make a move, then I can understand it. But will I do it? Probably not. I mean, you mentioned the the tax on both of those veteran pitchers. I mean, you know, they had an outlier. Uh, both of them had um, great years, but I think coming down with that age. Um, not getting the bat su- I mean the the run support that they're accustomed to, especially not from um in Houston when he was accustomed to because he was they were hitting yeah. the cover off the ball in Houston um when uh, when he was there. So I just I mean, I don't know, man. Like I just just the Mets are just frustrating and this is coming from a Yankees fan. So like they're <laughs> just like I love it. Like watching it, but like from just a pure baseball fan perspective, I mean, just seeing them just get outperformed every night, blow games, um, not be able to withstand some of those leads. Even some of the games that they win, it's like, dang, they were like this close to 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 losing it. And I mean, you just can't have that for a team who's fighting for a playoff push, especially with the type of payroll that you're paying out. As far as blowing it up, I don't know if they should, but they need to get they need to shake it up. I would say they need to get a, a nice okay. shake up. Get um get a few bats in there um that can hit consistency. You need some consistency around those guys that's that are going to hit you know bombs. Pete Alonso is going to hit you a bomb, um yeah. but the other guys they're, they're not going to get on base. So you need some guys that are going to get on base consistently that can that can hit around Alonso. And I mean you know all the talks have been them linked to Shohei, but again I mean Shohei is going to fill a, a, a lot of void uh, in that lineup, but. I'm not sure if he can save them from, from what they're at, from where they're at right now. Um, but I mean, if they're playing well right now, that's the only, that's the only thing that stopping me from saying blow it up because they're playing extremely well right now um, on both sides of the ball. But if Shohei doesn't go there, they got to get, you know, three or four different pieces to shake up the lineup. I, I
0: think that again, the, the rumors were circulating that um, if, this team continues to uh, in a downward spiral that Max Scherzer may be open to waiving his no trade clause and going to a contender. Um, so again, that's something that we'll have to keep in mind. Um, when we, what, what come, can they uh, him, so man, really get for him really I mean, not much. I mean, a couple of prospects. He's going go to the
1: Do- he's go to the Dodgers.
0: I mean, I think there's teams out there like we just talked about that could probably use his services. I oh mean, yeah,
1: yeah, no, for sure, yeah, for sure. But what? Yeah, I mean, like, willing to give up? Like,
0: yeah. I mean, I, there's a team that has wants to give up some type of prospect. Um yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the asking price is going to be from the Mets. Yeah, that's that's we that's, also that's get the a bug. Question. Yeah. Um. So I think for again, what they also do get off the contract as well, right? For the amount of money that they're paying him. Um. So yeah. again, yeah, we'll see, man. Again. It, 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 I think this All Star break, at least for the Mets, is coming at the wrong time, just because they've been playing so well. Right, I, I, right. right. They have the, and again, this series this weekend between the Padres and the Mets, it's oh, absolutely yeah, B. huge. B.
1: Just how many games are they within wild, each other?
0: They're they're tied in that wild card. Oh, spot. They're,
1: they're tied in the standings. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, they're tied in the standings. So they're both oh, six yeah. and a half games back of the Phillies right now for that third spot right now. They both have a record of forty one and forty six. So. Oh, this okay, is a series okay. that we're gonna have to both uh, or all of us are gonna be watching just because to see what happens. Um, I got more starting on. Year, on oh yeah, uh, I, I think I do too. And that's selling something <laughs> because I wasn't huge on San <laughs> Diego coming <right>. <laughs> into this did. year. Right. Um. But yeah, again, we could probably sit here and talk about the Mets for hours. But I think yeah, it's they've definitely been the biggest uh, disappointment thus far this season. Maybe right yeah. there again, uh, coincidentally with the San Diego Padres, Absolutely. last team in this division here. Not much to add here for me. I uh, was the Washington Nationals. Um, I think the one bright spot that, that has been for this Nationals rotation has been Josiah Gray. Um, oh, yeah, this absolutely. was a pitcher over the past couple of seasons that we were fading, but he's really found his form this uh, season for this rotation for the Washington Nationals. Lane Thomas at the top of the order has been pretty good for them as well. But, I mean, coming into the year with their win total one being one of the lowest, and rightfully so, just because the talent is just not there for this Nationals team. They're currently sitting at 34-53. and 53. Looking forward to the, you know, uh, getting a very high draft pick for the upcoming uh, MLB draft. I really didn't have much for this Nationals team. Did you have anything to add here for the Nationals?
1: Yeah, not really. I do like um, how Josiah Grace turned it around there. Um, I like, I'm a fan of Mackenzie Gore. He just has to get his control and, and get the hard contact down. Uh, I think he'll be fine and a big part of what they want to do moving forward. But outside of that, yeah, nothing really to add Um I mean, they should have a ton of, of, of prospects ready. Um, so they could, you know, end uh-huh. up being somewhat like, you know, what the Reds are doing, uh, what Baltimore is doing. So, uh, if you're looking for a team on a trajectory to possibly be, you know, next in line the next two or three years, or I mean, three, four years, however long it takes, uh, they might be, a, they might be a choice that you, that you can look at. I mean, they just won the world series not too long ago. So yeah. Yeah. Like, so, um, it, it's, they're not far removed from that. So, um, yeah, maybe a team to watch out for the next, like, three or four years. But as of right now, uh fade machine. I think we both are fading them in one of our bets or so.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, quickly, this is kind of a rapid fire here. Some of the make or miss playoffs for uh, at least the four teams here uh, outside of the Braves. So, the uh, Mets right now to make the playoffs are plus 340. The no is at minus 425. Are you betting the yes here?
1: No, nah, I'll, I'll take the no. Uh, I don't I don't want to take that. All That's right. Phillies are minus
0: two forty-five to make the playoffs and the no is at two to one. Anything that entices you there?
1: I probably would lean to the no at the plus price. Just I just don't trust the consistency of their pitching. But again, if their bats get hot, they're winning on the road. Um it's tough to bet, it's tough to bet against them. But once it gets, you know, tight and teams start playing for jockeying for positions, I think they may be in trouble, especially with the back end of that rotation. Marlins
0: last team there at minus 200 to make the playoffs and the no is at plus 170. They are currently in the wild card standings, uh, have a two and a half game lead over the Dodgers um, mm. and, and the Phillies. Uh, so they just have a two and a half game lead out of that third spot. is what I'm trying to say. So anything that entices you there,
1: man? Uh, look, I, I like the Marlins. We both just just went over two to one is it's pretty high. But again, uh, I would probably just just lean to the yes that they're going to make it. I mean, that their pitching is just so good. And if Sandy can be a little bit better, uh, I think they'll be um, inside the playoffs.
0: Yeah. And it's, again, kind of just looking at the MVP market as well for this division, because Ronald Acuna Jr. right now is the oh, it's odds on, Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so minus 350 to win the uh, National League MVP and uh, American League, uh, not any easier. Shohei Otani minus 800. Uh, I don't remember the last time where we had two guys that are probably the runaway
1: MVPs right. before the All-Star Break. Right. So what happens if, if Shohei gets traded to another? That's a great question. Like how do they grade that? Do they will he win?
0: Like, I, I don't know. that's yeah, that's something that we would definitely have to look up. Um,
1: but because technically he would do I mean, I guess half and half. because well, the trade deadline is win.
0: Uh, that's a good question. Let me see if I can find that here. The trade deadline three is going to be August first.
1: Yeah, so obviously he would play more games in the first half of that deadline for um, the Halos than he would. So he would probably his stats would probably be more so in this conference versus you know the other conference that he's going. To. So yeah, I don't know. That's that's interesting to see. I'm not sure. Um, what to do with that? And, and same with the rest of these guys for these awards like what if they switch conferences you know i don't know yeah. how to, how it's going to be graded
0: okay. yeah i think that's something that we definitely have to look up uh right um yeah man that's the last team of the or the, at least the nl east division again the the runaway favorite was in the division again with the and then one of the most disappointing teams in this division as well in the new york mets um yeah. Monte, before we get out of it, you want to let's recap our picks here real, real <laughs> quick. Um, I'll, I'll just quickly go off here. So my log is Rangers on the run line minus one and a half, minus one fifteen with Andrew Haney and uh, Jake Irvin on the mound. For my dog, I am going to go with the Yankees on the run line minus one and a half, plus one ten with Garrett Cole on the mound. And for my total, uh, I have two. Um and Lante agrees with me um on this. It's the over in the Rays and the Braves eight and a half, and also the yep. Braves team total to go over in this game as well. Yep.
1: Lante, what's your picks? Yeah, so for my lock, I got Houston uh, minus one forty. Um for my dog, I got Cleveland minus one and a half. Anything over one ten is fine. I got one seventeen. So um uh, anything down to one ten, I think is a good bet. My total, like you mentioned, I got Atlanta, Tampa Bay over to eight and a half. Um, so those are the three plays that I'm going to roll with for the weekend. All right.
0: Uh, so that is going to do it. This is our final pod before the all-star break. We'll probably be back Sunday night in some form or fashion, and we'll get into the home run derby, uh, picks as well. Um, so, uh, last weekend before we have a short break, uh, mm-hmm. for the all-star break again, Home run derby is on Monday in Seattle. And then the Tuesday is going to be the all-star game. Uh, for uh, MLB, and then there's a day off, uh, and then we're back to action on Wednesday, or sorry Thursday uh, for the second half of the season. Maybe we'll come back like on Tuesday or th- or Tuesday or Wednesday do like a second half preview. Uh, yeah. maybe give out some future picks that we do like. maybe some value. I know last year we were high on the Cardinals, um all of us where we gave that out around two to one for them to come back and win the division. Maybe you can find another one, make it three years in a row uh, where we're able to find a, a good value pick for that. but Lante, Anything else you want to mention, my man, before
1: we get out of here? Nah, man, that's it. Uh, looking forward to this weekend. Some good baseball. So um, some good opportunity to make some money and uh and get in the green, get ready for football season.
0: Yes, sir. Um, All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, like on the uh, YouTube channel if you do watch us live. Again, appreciate everybody in the chat, the usual suspects, um, uh, every day in the chat with us. Appreciate you guys um uh, make sure to follow lante on twitter at xx xx you can follow me on twitter at sports 824 make sure to hop into the discord channel uh sg.pn slash discord guys are chopping it up every single day with their picks in the mlb channel so come join the conversation um and we'll hopefully we can put some more money in your pockets for the second half of the season all right enjoy the games this weekend let's make some money let's break these books off and let it ride